0: Welcome in to another edition of the to Keg Podcast, episode, episode. four thirty two. Mitch on the other side of the Zoom. I'm here with you. A head cold will not prevent me from dropping a good episode, although I think it kind of squeaked there at the end. But uh, we're still we're still here. Got a good show oh, today. Man, it's,
1: it's that time of year.
0: Hey, man. Unfortunately. It was. It, this is really. I, I. We can talk about it after I preview what we got for the people. But uh, I. We have a good show. I'm. All, we always have a good show. But we're gonna talk rivalries. Packers. Niners. The biggest rivalry right now for the Green Bay Packers. We'll break it down. We'll talk about why it's that way. Um. And just talk about the game itself and what we're what we're looking forward to, and why I'm just keep getting more confident in the Packers like I always do. Then we'll talk about the Brewers, their struggles late. Is it a cause for concern? Likely on their way to losing six out of their last eight. And then lastly, we will talk about why maybe going Graham Merritt's over Jack Cohen might have cost the Badgers a shot at a playoff spot in this year's college football playoffs. So like I said, great show. Uh, Mitch, how you doing?
1: I am good. Um, better than you, apparently. However, I- I did go I went through my little head cold like two weeks ago and what what, you know when I say this time of year to me it it happens to me as well and that's probably what's going on with you is kind of when it when it drops off in temperature I swear to god I get you know a little bit of a sniffles for like two or three days and then it's gone and um it's what happened to me so hopefully we can power through and not uh not you know not put you at less than 100 percent before you uh before you you head to the weekend here yeah uh, any more yeah, than man. you have to
0: yeah like it was last last saturday was easily one of the weirdest days i think saturday nights of my life like my i was at a wedding but my dad had when i taught it was a family wedding and i had talked to my dad on friday night and i was like hey, what are the plans, like, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I think we're going to, like, leave at, like, 7 o'clock. And I'm like, let's go. Like, I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm going to be home by, like, 8 o'clock. Like, even if I don't, like, go out, like, I can just have beers and hang out, watch out Auburn-Penn State, watch watch the Brewers game, watch Pac-12 after dark. Like, I was like, this is awesome. Like, I am so into this. I get ice at the tail end of the wedding. I'm like, God, I, I feel like shit. I just don't feel well, and like I I think it was like a combination. It was like outdoors, like very wilderness, like park. It was in uh, like right by like Landon Quarry, if you know where that is, and Manawatu Falls, and yeah. I it was like all sorts of wilderness. The people who have lived in this area will know. I forget sometimes that you didn't grow up here. Um, and so it was all in the wilderness. And I think it was like a combination of I was just starting to get a head cold plus the allergies, and I ended up sleeping on my couch pretty much the entire the entire Saturday night. Like I I saw moments of brewers cubs, I saw moments of Auburn Penn State, but I was pretty much a vegetable. Um and I woke up at like midnight finally, like feeling refreshed and like checked my phone, checked some highlights made some coffee and then went back to bed at like one, took a NyQuil and went back to bed at one o'clock and slept. So I like slept like 11 hours. It's great. But like, I mean, it's just life has a funny way of working. Right. Where it's like, Oh, great Saturday night. How do you? And then I was like, I'm dead as a doornail.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what happens. And we did, we went to Summerfest Friday night. Um, so, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I didn't feel great Saturday either for, for different reasons, but. Yeah, um, he could have been that. It
0: could have been a li- I was a little hungover. I'm not going not gonna to lie to you on Saturday. So it could have been a little bit of that, but I don't know. I think maybe a little bit of a, wear, a worn down immune system. I'm just thankful. Like I've had like no COVID symptoms at all. Um, and so it really just is a cold. Um, so no reason to panic. And that's, that's been the, that's been like the happy thing. And the only thing that sucks is because it's like a pandemic and I might talk about this on like a Chuck's corner on Friday, but like not being able to go to the gym because you're like obviously sensitive about this now is like so different than like two or three years ago where I, I love working out when I'm, when I'm sick kind of, because it like helps you just sweat it all out and you feel better. At least for like a short burst, you get a little, those endorphins in you. And now it's like, you have to do everything at home because you don't want to be that fucking guy. Even if they, you just have the sniffles, that's, you know, hanging out at the gym. You,
1: you get a lot of fun. Yeah. luck So, yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, like for me, a couple of weeks ago, it was like, that's your first thought of course is like, Oh yeah. And then you're like, all right. So let me think here. What are the symptoms? You know, like, It's nothing in my chest. Like it's nothing, you know, I'm having no breathing issues. It's just all sinuses. And I have a terrible like sinus cavity anyway. So um, it's just, it's just the way And and you know, all my, my mucus that I was, that I had for two days was all clear as, you know, a Hawaiian lagoon. (laughs) So um, (laughs) from that point, I really wasn't too worried about it. And I wonder if it was maybe allergies, honestly.
0: Yeah, it probably is. Um, you know, our, our good friend, Dr. Big Cat, uh, has told us, you know, the things you look for are the fever, a lot of muscle soreness, and a lot of like muscle weakness, fatigue, and then obviously loss of taste or loss of smell.
1: So if you yeah. don't have any
0: of those things, you're gravy. It's just a cold. You're just sick. So life moves on. But we power through mm-hmm. and we give the people what they want. And what they want is a Wisconsin sports podcast and the Packers and Niners getting together on Sunday night, NBC, Al and Chris, Uh, Al with the, Chris with the slide in Uh, the lead in uh, will be the Ryder cup uh, that, that afternoon Uh, NBC obviously knows uh, where their bread is buttered. They will get a little taste of the Rogers pie Um, and it should be a great game. It's Niners home opener. Uh, They've been on the road for the first two weeks of the season. First yep. time they'll be playing in front of fans for, what well, gosh, since 2019. Um, because I don't, I, they they had, I mean, at some points of last year they had to play. In since Arizona. they ran the
1: ball for 300 and 100, 300 and oh shit, yards against right. the Packers. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're right. So the last time that'll be that'll be opening drive. That'll be uttered on Sunday. Oh yeah,
0: that will definitely be a storyline for sure. But the question is, who's gonna run the ball for the Niners? Uh, Elijah Mitchell didn't practice today. Hasty's out. They think maybe sermon can clear concussion protocol. They just signed carry on Johnson, who was with the lions, uh, and the Eagles last season. Um, so maybe it's carry on Johnson. Um, and I don't really like a lot of what the Packers defense has shown. I did talk about it yesterday that I feel pretty good about where the Packers are and that not necessarily the Niners are overrated. I think they're a good football team. I just kind of think they're unproven. They've beat the Lions and the Eagles. Like what? What is that team to you? Like the Eagles, I think are a little bit better than I expected, but they're still eight to ten win team, right? Like they're not that good, and they only scored seventeen points yeah. against them. And I know people could say, well, what about the Packers? And I'm like, look, man, I think that first game, you really kind of have to flush it, like. Devontae Adams, Rodgers, all those guys have said, because you just know the Packers are better than that. And they, I just, I can't like, unless this game goes so bad, like that would be the only way where I'm like, all right, now we got to think about the Saints game, right? Like if this game goes off the rails and let's say the Packers lose 35 to, I don't know, 35, 21, and they are not in this game at all couple garbage time TDs at the end or something like that, then I think it's like, all right, there's some cause for concern here. It's not – New Orleans might not have just been a blip. But I'm also not looking at this game, even though I feel better about it, I'm not looking at this game and being like, oh, yeah, the Packers are definitely going to win this game. Like, I'm realistic. This is a tough – like, it's one of the toughest games of the year by far for the Packers.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you're you're starting to sound like you're kind of – I mean you're building your case. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm talking win.
0: outside of my mouth both sides of my mouth a little bit. I'll admit that. But I'm I'm giving
1: both sides of the argument really. And
0: then just Well it, go I mean
1: through. again, and this is what this is what Packer fans do. I mean, maybe not last week, but again, we've talked about it probably ad nauseum on this podcast throughout the years. Um, a tough game like this coming in. Um Unless the Packers win like forty-five, nothing like Packer fans expect every the week prior. Usually a big, a tough game like this, especially on the road. It's by Monday, Tuesday, no chance they're winning. But then by Friday, everyone's talked themselves into it. So I think this is where you're at in your in your weekly schedule routine, if you will. You're you're talking yourself into it, and I'm not I'm not saying they're not going to win because they're you can you can nitpick about the Niners. I mean, they quarterback I suppose is always a question mark with, with what they have and that's a, obviously a very important position running back is not to me not as much of a concern because the way uh the Shanahan's Kyle and his father Mike I mean it's plug and play running backs uh, they they could use they could use eight different running backs in one game and it wouldn't even matter um so defensively the Niners I think are a little banged up too um yeah, Dre Greenlaw's out. I think he's
0: on the uh, the IR, and he's been he he, he was a guy who's a, a stud. I mean, they do have Fred Fred Warner who's good, but yeah, um, right now and the questionable. Obviously, it's midweek, so those guys can play, but like one of their quarters, Emmanuel Mosley's questionable, Eric Armstead's questionable, Kinlaw's questionable. So I mean, those those are notable dudes. I mean, they still have Nick Bosa, they still have Fred Warner. J- Jaworski Tart's a really good player. So is Jimmy Ward. But yeah, their corners are kind of unproven as well. Like Mosley and uh, Damondor Len- Lenore, I butchered his name for sure. Those guys, again, not really notable dudes, but I said that about the Saints and then that, that didn't work. You know, what you said, your, your comment about like Monday to Friday, you are right. That does happen. That happens to me a lot. But it's kind of similar to like your – take slash theory about like the stockholm syndrome with like pop music right where like you hear a song first time second time you're like what the fuck is this like goddamn like we don't need another one of these this kind of sucks and then you hear it for like the 10th or 11th time and you're kind of like this thing's kind of a bop like this thing's kind of a jam like that's basically Packer fans in a nutshell
1: right yeah uh that's pretty much what i'm what i'm saying i guess (laughs) yeah it's just yeah. you know yeah you're like oh god we we barely beat the lions for example um yeah. you're like we're going to get smoked or well i mean or like you look at the beginning of the season you're like niners at niners that's a loss yeah and oh, then yeah, for sure. by and then by, by by game week and then by Fridays, you know by the weekend leading up to the game you're like oh, i think we're all right you know the the other team's not that good they got this guy injured this that guy's injured quarterback has you know been shitty or you know, and then it's like, we got a, We got a chance. We got Aaron Rodgers. And, um, you know, I guess I can't disagree. I just I mean, going going to San Francisco is, is tough. Oh, yeah. Um, it's never, it's it's, never it's, easy. It's your opener. I mean, it's I just I don't really see it. I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not ready to put Super Bowl back on yet for the Packers. I, I'll put it um, to you
0: this. I'll put it to you this way, Mitch. Do I think the Packers – do I like the Packers' chances more today than I did at the start of the season for this game? Yes, I do. But, Hmm. no, I just look. I look at – and I I hate to repeat myself from yesterday's podcast, but I as I broke it down, like, the Packers basically put up the same amount of points as the Niners did against the Lions. They gave up 34 against that Detroit team. Now you could say it was all garbage time, but still, they – they didn't close the door on that Detroit team. Then week two, they play an Eagles team who uh, we already went over. They put up 17. We only put three up on New Orleans. New Orleans, I think is a little bit better than the Eagles. And I, I just look at it and I'm like, I just feel like they're a little more improved than I thought they were. And then you have DeMarco? Is it Tomiko Ryans? I think it's Tomiko Ryans or it's DeMarco. I apologize, but he's DeMico. a good, it's Tomiko. You're right. He's their new defensive coordinator. Another again, he's faced Jalen Hurts and Jared Goff for the first two weeks of the season. It's a it's a level up when you're facing Aaron Rodgers. You're not facing Robert Salah anymore. Like, I actually think this game has a sneaky chance to be a shootout, just because of like a Joe Barry can't stop a fucking cold. Um Ew. and and also too, I just think Ryan's is gonna be overwhelmed by LaFleur and Rodgers. Like, I think Shanahan's gonna try to help because he obviously he knows. LaFleur's system, they're buds, but still, I, I think you're going to have some real struggles with that San Francisco defense. I think you're going to have Chris Collinsworth. I I probably can't do a Collinsworth with my cold, but I'll try. He'll be like, well, Al, Al you know, we, we've been talking about this Niner defense, but you know, it's just, it's not that good tonight. They've been, Aaron Rodgers just, you know, he got that chip on his shoulder. He's heard the haters. What'd you think about my Chris Collinsworth? I don't want to
1: die. Yeah, uh, I've heard you do worse impressions. Impressions, <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll give that one to you know I'll give that a a five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you mentioned Joe Barry and Packers defense, and oh yeah, you know it 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 didn't look good in the first half again against the Lions. They're just, I mean there were there were some good balls thrown by Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, but. You know, and, and really, if it and why they came back against the Niners in Week One, they're at home, they're in the dome, they don't have to deal with the rain that came into Lambeau Field in the second half conveniently, and led to you know a fumbled snap, I think two fumbled snaps. Yeah, um, Mitch, and- are you saying
0: that are you say that Vince Lombardi got himself? made sure that it started raining in the second half like you say conveniently well, like like the fucking, saying, like like the Packer gods are controlling the, the weather in Lambeau
1: I'm just saying don't get too excited about the defense not giving up any points because I know both teams had to deal with the weather but um I don't know Goff he's a dome quarterback yeah pretty much and uh, you know, I mean, I get it. I get what you're saying. Packers, it's a fair, it's Packers a fair Still win that, still win that game, but you know, they probably would have given up another touchdown or something in the second half. But what do you, um, do you, um, uh,
0: how, where do you come out on the Matt LaFleur, you know, suggesting to Joe Barry, like, Hey, maybe like start pressuring a little bit. I don't know. Like, do you think that's a big deal? Like I don't personally, yeah. I I think that's that's just a, a united coaching staff. That was my take. I wrote about that at com, But yeah. like I don't know. How do you feel on that?
1: Of course you hate to for it to come to that, I guess. Right. Oh yeah. Um and and to have that get out there. But LeFleur said it. Like LaFleur said it
0: in a press conference. Like he was asked he that. Like
1: I know. That's that's probably something I I don't know. I wouldn't have mentioned explicitly, but um especially week two, I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, maybe you just, maybe it is good to get it out, get out in front of it right now and just tell them, Hey, wake up. Like, you know, you can't just sit back and, and, you know, you have to get pressure or have good coverage. You can't have neither. Yeah. So, um, and you know, Kevin King hasn't provided much resistance at this point. Um, yeah. Kevin and- King's, Kevin King's about as useful as the pullout method. Um, um, and they, yeah, and they they tried to put him in the slot, which is kind of bizarre. And um but if it works, hey, you know Eric stoke Eric Stokes looked pretty good. I yeah. I don't know. People, are, that drum's gonna get real loud here real quick. Oh yeah. Um, and it 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 did already perhaps. Um, as Kevin King got burned or what on the first play of the game. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, was... I think I, I think I just turned the game on. I was like, oh shit, I forgot. I forgot. I thought it started at 7.25. So I turned Bro, it on at like 7:20. Hold on. I did the same fucking thing. I
0: we were eating the late dinner and Morgan's there with me. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I think the game started. Like I had a notification from like yeah. the NFL.com. I'm like kickoff started. I'm like, what? I and she's like, yeah. it's early. I'm like, yeah, I thought it was 7:20. How did these same things? Uh,
1: I turned it on about 7:20. I think I saw the replay of of Kevin King getting burned, and I'm like, oh boy. And right away, I go on Twitter, and it sure enough, it's just <laughs> Kevin King this, Kevin King that. Well, I mean, know.
0: it also like he got burned by Quintez Cephas, who like has cement shoes, so it's not like it's not like he got burned yeah. by like an absolute speed demon, he got burned by a guy who he should be as fast as. Like, it's yeah, it's so, so it's so weird. <clears throat> the whole
1: thing with King, um, yeah, just it's, I mean, he's getting six million this year. Which is probably an overpay, right? I think we saw. I think we all thought that, and but he thought the one year we can get by, but I don't know. He's been not good so far. It's kind of just picked up right where he left off. As as has you know, Joe Barry's defense overall. Um,
0: I I, I think Lafleur. I think while Lafleur brought that up, and I think I'm sure he met with Barry, and he's like, "Look, because they're friends," and. And I have a lot, I have a lot of issues with him hiring a friend. I will I I will holster that take. I will, we yeah. don't need to talk about that today. I'll let more evidence show that. Like, hey, maybe don't hire your friends. Like, so if there's someone better for the job, like hire that person. You know. But I think Lafleur wanted to be more involved. Like he kind of had that Mike Zimmer on the other side. Like Mike Zimmer loves to talk about offense weirdly, even though he's a defensive guy. Like, he was talks about running the football and, like, the need to run the football. And, it, and, like, that's why, like, his relationship with Norv Turner deteriorated and everything like that. And so LaFleur said he wanted to be more involved with the defense. So he brought a guy in. And he wanted to run something more like Vic Fangio. And I think LaFleur goes, like, look, I fired that bald-headed fuck because I didn't want to have, like, soft-ass coverage. I wanted to be playing up on – played up on guys on third down like show some fucking aggression here and so then telling it to the media is just like this is how i want you to play football like i i think that's what matt flair was doing i think he was sticking his flag and saying like this is how we're gonna play defense this is how i'm gonna play defense and we're not gonna be playing this pussy this pussy like take three steps back and and let just the, every slant route get caught against us. Well,
1: that's that's interesting because they say all that because I could have swore that Lafleur said in a press conference as well, like maybe before week one, leading up to week one, that that he 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 doesn't really even pay attention to what's going on in the defense. Um, I heard him say that, and I thought, eh, you know, again, another thing that I mean, he's very candid, isn't he, Matt Lafleur? Yeah,
0: yeah, Matt Lafleur probably the I would say out of the three professional head coaches we have probably the most blunt and most candid as a in terms of giving his answers. Like Bud, you get yeah. absolutely nothing from Craig Council, You just get a lot of words, but they don't really mean anything. It's just yeah. like, oh, you know, like his some of his commentary about Yelich recently. I'm like, none of this really is anything important. It's just words on paper and. You know, the brewers the brewers media just sucks it up, so they don't care. Um, they're like, Whatever. We got a quote quote from Craig. We're good. We we did our job. No yeah. heaven forbid we put we, we put any pressure on him or anything like that.
1: I'll put the I'll put the quote in the story and file it and yeah. go home and have, have a good night. Um Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, no, you're right. I mean, yeah, exactly. He's but you know, so I mean good on him. I mean I guess you like that, but right. it's you know. Yeah, I I guess since we've been talking, I mean, maybe it is good to, you know, nip it in the butt right away, so to speak, and say week two, you know, I tried and in three weeks when it's not happening again, maybe I'll have to say it again, but maybe he gets three strikes. I don't know. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess good for him for for doing that. And, you know, it ended up working for sure. And um, now they head to San Francisco. So, I, you know, who I, I, we haven't really talked about the rivalry yet, per no, se, and I mean it's it's it is definitely, you know, you brought it up to me uh, in the pre-show meeting, and you know, I I couldn't disagree that they are currently the biggest rival with the Packers. Um, you know, five years ago, three years ago, five years ago, it would have been Seattle probably, um, but now it's kind of switched to San Francisco because. They beat the Packers in 2019. Obviously, embarrassed them in the NFC Championship game. And I think that certainly team-wise, there's a lot of you know, there's got to be a lot of animosity. And no. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's as much of a fan rivalry just because geographically it's it's tough. And you know, the Niners are a pretty national brand, but there aren't a ton of Niner fans around here. There just aren't. I mean, no. you know, I don't know. Um, you, you might run into a couple here or there, but, you know, just like you see, I've seen like random like Titan flags on people's houses and stuff like that in, in the area, but um, not too much Niner stuff. So there isn't going to be any brawls or anything like that. But you know, I got to believe that, you know, Fleur and Shanahan have, you know, a friendly rivalry. I mean, they know each other. They're pretty close and they've been on the same staff a couple different places, I think. Yep. So it's yeah, you got, you got that. There's a, there's there's a lot of ties and organizationally, um, shit. You've got John Lynch and Leroy Butler for God's sake.
0: That's a oh, little yeah. bit of a
1: rivalry. And, yeah, absolutely. I mean, all, so all the way down to that, and I I can't I just I can't disagree that that they are the the biggest rival for the team. Now you have the Bears and the Vikings geographically that are always going to be fans are always going to talk shit to each other. Yep, and and, and whatnot and you know, but you have to, you have to have a back and forth. There oh, has yeah. to be, there has to be some victories on both sides. Like the reason the Brewers have, have been such rivalries. Like I think the Cubs and Brewers has gotten to be a legit rivalry. Um, even the Cardinals, you know, probably right now is, it's, it's a rivalry with the teams for sure. And the course with the fans, but it's because those teams have had a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Um, I think we nope. talked in this podcast re- somewhat recently too about the Bucks and the Heat being rivals because now, you know, the Heat sort of um, embarrassed us in the bubble and now we got them back this year. So I think that's gotta be, you know, a budding rivalry, a legit one.
0: Yeah. I think the interesting thing with rivalries is there are ones that are natural and there are ones that are made by competition um, that mm-hmm. are like, Naturals are your Bears, Vikings, Lions, anyone in your division, but the ones that are made by competition, like the Niners, can be almost more intense. The Seahawks is such a weird rivalry um, because that's way up there too, because like no team, neither team can win at the other team's home venue. Like the Seahawks, I think have not won in Lambeau since grin, since like ni- the late '90s, and I hope that when they come to Lambo in November. I don't witness the first Seahawk victory in Lambeau Field since the 90s. That would really suck. But so you have that part of it, and then they can't win. But you still have, like, the the failberry, which was a regular season game, but one of the worst, you know, referee calls of all time in any sport. And then you also have the, the Brandon Bostick play that will be forever etched in so many Packer fans' memories. So that is – I think that has a a rivalry element to it. But the Niners-Packers, you could argue, is the one that is almost more severe for Packer fans because they have been the thorn in the side for the playoffs in so many different occasions. You mentioned the championship game, but let's not forget when Harbaugh was there, the Colin Kaepernick 2012 game where Don Capers should have been fired – at that very moment, and yet he held his job for fucking five more years after that. Oh, I'm gonna learn, gonna learn how to read, deal with the read option. I'm gonna figure this all out. Nobody cared. It was terrible. And then the year after, they beat us again in a freezing cold game in Lambeau Field. Now that team wasn't very good. They got in because of a bad division and just an incredible run with Matt Flynn playing a role and Aaron Rodgers making an awesome pass against the bears the week prior, like that Niner's team was way better than us that year, but they've beat us in the playoffs the last three times. Like there's a little bit of that, like cowboy nineties, Cowboys sort of thing where like, we just could never beat them in the playoffs and no matter what. And like, that was the last thing we wanted to see. And I'll be honest, like it, if it comes down, like, let's just say it plays out as we expect it to. And let's say the Niners are healthy. Trey Lance is, you know, uh, a thing and he's a good quarterback down the stretch. Like, I don't know if I want to face San Francisco in the playoffs. Like Kyle Shannon's a really good coach and knows Matt LaFleur really well. I think it helps the Packers that D'Amico Ryans is on the defense now. Cause I think when it was Salah and Shanahan, like, those guys know Mike, Matt, like, the back of his hand. I mean, his fucking brother, Mike, is the offensive coordinator for Salah. Like, they are thick as thieves. So, Mm -hmm. I think it helps the Packers, actually, that Salah is gone. I think you're going to see that. That's why I do think it's going to be a shootout. And I do think it might, you know, come down to who has the ball last. As crazy as that sounds, with two teams who might not have looked at, I just could see... It be a shootout. I can see people being really mad at Joe Barry. I could see, you know, basically, oh yeah, they needed Rogers to bail him out again, like yada yada. Which you, you know, but that's what you—that's the luxury of having a great quarterback, right? Like Lamar Jackson bailed out a Ravens defense that could not stop the Chiefs. They got one turnover because Mahomes decided to pull his, make his best Brett Favre impression, and the reason that the Chiefs lost is because of a bad defense and a bad fumble, like. That's just today's NFL. Like, it's rare that you're wittied with defense.
1: Yeah. No, it's just, yeah, it's not. It's, I mean, if you get a, the way you win with defense is, I mean, probably the Legion of Boom was the last time where you had, right, you had the uh, the, the quarterback and the rookie contract, and you can, you can load up and pay everybody on your defense.
0: Eagles, and Eagles would be the other one, though, with the Wentz here, with Foles. I think that would be another team that I would just interject. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt.
1: Yeah, but they were – weren't they – I mean, Wentz was good that year. Oh, yeah. And then so was Foles when, when he took over. I mean – Right. It wasn't like they had a, you know, a game you – know, Trent Dilfer, a rookie Ben Roethlisberger, um game manager, you know. But I, I guess I do hear you. Um, I was looking at the last time the Seahawks won in Green Bay, November 1st, 99. Yeah. Uh, there's some There's some names in this box score. Oh, yeah. Sean, Sean, Sean Springs. Sean Springs had a. No, that's before Sean Alexander. Is that before um, Sean Alexander? Oh, yeah. Alexander was like 05, 06, 07 in that area. Oh, damn. Um, Sean Springs blocked a field goal and returned it. Um, Derek Mays caught a pass from John Kitna for the Seahawks, who played played for the Packers probably two years before that.
0: Yeah, Derek. Um, Derek Mays. Derek Mays uh, did a thing with Associated Bank once when I was doing a, like a charity drive. He mailed it in, as most former Packers do. And you're like, "Oh, we have this former Packer. Like about five people know him, but they'll get an autograph. Whatever. We have this former Packer, so well he'll he'll take the he'll take the royalty checks from Lambie. Like they don't care. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, he'll get his thousand bucks or whatever it is for an appearance. Right. And- yep. He'll be happy, you he'll be happy for the month um yeah that's that's interesting uh <laughs> yeah he he was you know I oh, god i i i'm too young to pretend they really i haven't to have an opinion on derek mays I just remember the celebration obviously the yeah. uh, the hand thing on the chin, yeah. whatever he did um so yeah, I mean San Francisco is definitely uh a huge rival um and I just, I don't know. I haven't seen the spread yet. I don't know what it's what we're talking. Uh, the um, Niners
0: are a four point favorite. I think last check, okay. um, they're about a four point favorite. So the Packers will be coming in as an underdog in this one. Uh, so that, that is right now it's three and a half right now uh, to the Niners. Wow. So the over under is 49 and a half. So maybe, Vegas doesn't exactly think that this is gonna be not a shootout. I mean 4 nine and a half is a point more than it was for the Lions, I think. I think Vegas unfortunately is on to be Mitch. Um let's see where the early money's going thus far. Well, so it's moving
1: moving towards Green Bay, probably.
0: No, I mean, it was it was I think it was it opened at three and a half. I think I had that wrong. I think it was three and a half and and it was there. But yeah, let me find the NFL on odd shark, which has, which is good for like percentages and things like that. And, and all sorts of odds. Well, give me your pick while I'm trying
1: to find this. Sorry. Oh man. Score time. Oh yeah. why not? Uh, So over under 49. Yeah. I mean, that's probably about right from, from my, from my seat. I know, you know, I, I could obviously see it being a shootout too, just with you know some of the things we've laid out and Joe Barry. I mean Packer fans are are done with him already. Um a lot of them just because they know the the context around it and you know LaFleur hiring his friend and the fact that he was an awful defensive coordinator in his last few stops, retread, etc. He, he didn't didn't really have a lot working for him to begin with. Um I think the Niners win by four. I'll go 28, 24. Okay. Just to keep it right at that right over right at line.
0: Your, right at your number. Um, fun little fact, the Niners were terrible last year uh, at home with, with no fans. They were one in seven uh, in their, in their home game. So they're going to, they're going to really enjoy uh, being, being home, but. Right. A lot of the money's right now on the Packers. 82% of the early money is on Green Bay. So they are very public right now. Um, we'll see if that – I'm sure that will change as the week goes on. I I don't like picking the Packers to lose. You know, Mitch, I hate that. I will say at the start of the year, I thought this was a loss. I will be pleasantly surprised if they win. But I think the Packers lose by a field goal. 30 to 27. Um, but I do, <laughs> I'm not gonna like, I, 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 um, that, that hurts so bad. I can't like, I, I heard that cackle. I heard that little fucking giggle by you. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I get to say you're Charlie, so the Packers are gonna lose. And then I'll rub it in his face on Twitter on Saturday, Sunday night throw, throw him right on their bus, you know?
1: Like, that's what, that's wow. what you'll
0: do. I know, I just know your game.
1: Like, What's I don't, the, uh, What's the dude's name from Parks and Rec, like uh, Nick Offerman or whatever? The gif where he's Mons, like, Mons. I'm re- "Yeah," where he's like, "I'm really proud of you." Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with with you picking the the Packers to lose. That's uh, that that's a big that's a big um step for you. You know, L- like just the way, listen, you know, as you said, you you hate you hate going against them, and it's okay. You know, it's one game
0: no listen listen okay first of all let's 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 rewind something here number one i picked the packers to lose a few times when far where far when rogers went out um in 20 was that 2018 2017 like i picked packers to lose a lot in that i i I feel like we did a whole thing on this like it's like i've never picked Packers to lose but like I finally just can't – like, I can't actually endorse them winning this game. Like, I didn't pick the yeah. Niners to cover. I, if you notice, I picked Packers to cover. I, I Like, I'll probably talk myself into them winning. I, I'm going to tell you that right now. But, yeah, I I had this game marked as a loss to start the year, as you said. Like, you laid it out perfectly. Like, I looked at the schedule and I said, yeah, that's a loss. And there were, there were others that I saw – I think before Baltimore had all their injuries, I said that was a loss. I'm trying to think of another one where I said, oh, that's a loss. Kansas, at Kansas City. Um, so, so those are like the three I can think of off the top of my head that where I was like, yeah, those are games the Packers will probably lose.
1: But So three times in the last four years. I'm not,
0: and who knows, by the time they play the Chiefs, <laughs> by that, I mean, and then the Ravens, like all these guys get hurt. I know what they did last week, but I'm like, shit i mean you know i don't know maybe they can figure it out like they'll be all right like you know like this is how it starts man like this is how it goes so i would be very surprised if they win i'm not gonna get myself too excited for it but i know damn well if they start out hot like let's say they start out 10-0 i'm like why the fuck did i even worry about this so be what it'll be. Yeah. And, and look, and as we transition the Brewers, who are getting their ass kicked yet again and have again, uh, decided not to score any runs, 7 uh, nothing uh, as they're losing to the St. Louis Cardinals yet again. The Cardinals are on the verge of winning their third straight game against the Brewers. Some might worry. My dad uh, sent me a note about Anderson being a BP pitcher, and he's like, I don't want to give that momentum and all the stuff. I broke down on the podcast yesterday that this team is really different than 2011. I know a lot of people are getting that vibe. I get it, right? There's a lot of demons there. We all saw them lose that team. This is not that team. They're just not. So go back and listen to that. I am not worried one iota about the Brewers. The Brewers are on cruise control, unfortunately. The Cardinals have motivation on their mind. They smell blood in the water. The Padres and Reds pissing down their legs, and they know they can get that second wild card spot. And that's what they're trying to do. And the Brewers, unfortunately, are kind of checked out. It's unfortunate. And when you're checked out against a team like the Cardinals or Playing for something, it's really hard to get off the mat. And maybe this is a wake-up call. I getting your ass kicked like this. Maybe it's a little bit like, all right, at least we got to win one. You have Burns tomorrow against Wainwright. Wainwright's been awesome for the last, like, two months. But then you get the Mets over the weekend. And let me tell you, the Mets are getting pumped by the Red Sox. And funny enough, the Tigers have a better record than the Mets do right now. And the Mets, talk about a team who's checked out. The Mets are on fucking, they're like one, two, three, Cancun. They can't wait to leave. So I think the Brewers will be just fine. Now I will let you panic about the Brewers if you must.
1: I mean, panic is is a strong word. I just, I mean, they've looked pretty much overmatched at the plate, you know, overall in this series. It's been frustrating. I think the Cardinals bullpen is actually pretty good. Um, Just from what I've watched so far in this series and you know, you know Woodford on Tuesday night turned out a pretty good start on paper. I think he got a lot of lot of ball luck, if you will.
0: Yeah,
1: there was there was a lot of hangers that the Brewers were just kind of popping up and shit like that. It's just, it's just I don't know. Tuesday night was a really frustrating game.
0: Totally.
1: Um, and then obviously Wednesday has been a disaster basically from the start and um, yeah, they, they did get a run in the fifth or whatever, but yeah, I saw that bonehead plays in, in, in Wednesday's game have made it, you know, tough to overcome when the Cardinals are in their current state. However, Nolan Arenado has left the game with lower back tightness. Ooh. So um, that could be something to watch for St. Louis. Um, the Brewers magic number stuck at three. So maybe if they, I don't know, get something going in the right direction on Wednesday, and salvage a game on Thursday. You get that number down to one. Then you clinch it for sure over the weekend. It's just, it's taken a little longer than, than I think I would have liked. Um, I was, as we talked about last week, I was shot down about going to the Brewer game on Sunday because it'd be meaningless, but there's an outside shot. They could clinch that day. Oh, of Um, course.
0: Look at you. What a troll. What an absolute (laughs) troll.
1: I don't even really want to go anymore, but, um, at this point, you know the the flame has sort of fizzled out on that one. But um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Just looking over, and yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. The Cardinals are doing their devil magic right now. Where it's just they just, I mean, they're bunting guys over. It's just, it's just, and they're up, they're up two nothing in the first inning every game, and they're just with with the way they're playing, you cannot play from behind against them. I feel like their pitching is way too hot right now. And, you know, you're right. The Brewers probably are a little bit on cruise control. There isn't a ton to play for, you know, and they will have another series against St. Louis yet, actually, um, in the last two weeks of the season here. But, um, Right. So and a, I think a, a, a chance to, a chance to write the ship again, you just because you you might see saint louis in in three weeks when it when it really really counts
0: okay. and
1: I, I mean am I scared of saint Louis not necessarily I kind of want to see the Dodgers to be honest with you in the in the n f c s if 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 god should uh should allow it but um you know <laughs> i I would like to see something to be you know excited about in this series and um you know, again, they do have another crack at St. Louis before it really, really counts. Um, but, I mean, that, that series will probably be totally meaningless for the Brewers. So, we'll see what even happens. You know, there probably won't be anything to take from that series. No. Now that I think about it. No, absolutely um, not. And, like, here's the thing, Mitch.
0: Like, well, that's the thing, I, too, is, like, like the Brewers, the
1: Brewers don't have technically nothing to play for. I mean, they, they, they want to clinch the division, don't they? I mean, we're not worried that they're going to lose the division. But, I mean, let's get this thing done here. You would have thought – I would have thought, like, a split worst-case scenario. They're getting it done this week, but it doesn't appear to be the case.
0: I mean, they're, to, to, like, describe the cruise control, though, like, the Brewers aren't catching the Giants for the best record in baseball. And, I, and I've argued I don't think they wanted it because I don't think they wanted the Dodgers in a five-game series or the Giants, for that matter. Um, and then you, the Braves aren't catching them for the two-spot. Like, it's going to be the Braves – the Braves are the Brewers, or the Braves against the or the Brewers against the Phillies, but the Phillies can't beat the fucking Orioles. They're two two right now, and the Phillies are three back. They have a lot of work to do to catch the Braves. So, and the Bra- the that's a twelve game difference. It's a nine game difference against the Cardinals. The Brewers are feeling very secure about themselves. I think that after that Cleveland series, they kind of were like, "All right, we can take the foot off the gas." Now, do I maybe blame council a little bit of like, hey, you should just kind of just put the stake in the ground and then went on cruise control? Yeah, but I, I just understand like it's a long season. It, I mean, they didn't play 162 last year. Like the sigh of relief to be like, it's over. Like we don't have anything else to worry about. We are good. I think I think that's just that's just how it kind of goes sometimes. In baseball, unfortunately. And I, I would have loved to not have to play the Cardinals another two times. Like, fuck, I would have rather played the Pirates or rather even played Cincinnati. Right. Like Cincinnati has been so trash for the last like two months. And I'm pretty sure David Bell's going to get fired. Like they're dead man walking. And so I wish that would have been, I wish the schedule would have worked out differently, but it didn't. And, you know, baseball is a dumb fucking sport sometimes. Like, The Brewers could be – let's just say they continue to scuffle. Let's say they scuffle against the Mets. Again, I don't think they're going to. And then they come out of their world beaters in St. Louis. Like, and they clinch in St. Louis again, which they have before. But, yeah, I'd like to see them clinch at home. I I agree. It would be really disappointing to have a nine-game road road homestand and somehow you do not clinch during that time. And what also works to the Brewers' advantage, whether, you know, St. Louis – they win one against St. Louis or none against St. Louis. St. Louis has to play four against the Cubs this weekend. Now, you're going to say, well, it's the Cubs. They're not good. You're right. But that means that there's more opportunity there to kind of get that clinch done and more opportunity potentially. So at some point, the Cardinals will cool off. Um, uh, it's not Burns and Wainwright tomorrow, which I thought it was. Uh, they're pushing Burns back to face the Mets on, on Friday gonna be Hauser tomorrow uh, against Wainwright. and a big opportunity for Hauser who you know I think right now him and Lauer are battling for that fourth spot and Brett Anderson had an opportunity tonight to at least make a case for the postseason roster and I think he he did the opposite. And I don't know yeah I don't really know if Brett Anderson's gonna have a lot more chances. Now my dad and his anger because I think I think it bums him out when like the brewers get blown out early because he's like what the fuck do I like I have to like actually watch watch like T V, like watch something my mom wants to watch on Netflix, like you know, he's like, I want to watch the fucking brewers. Like am <laughs> no excuse. Um, like he's like, well Ashby could should have been the opener and then they should have went with Anderson. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Maybe yeah, I don't know.
1: That's 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 hindsight. You know Oh totally. Ah
0: absolutely. I mean a hundred percent.
1: Like, it's, I mean, you, you know, Council was, couldn't wait to reinstate Brett Anderson and get him out there. I mean, he wouldn't even be no. on the team if it was up to me at this point, but,
0: right. Um, but, now, but I think, bitch, it's more about like they needed to see if Brett Anderson was going to give them anything. And Brett Anderson yeah. has said, nope, I'm not. Like, that's not happening. And, all right, cool, man. Like, maybe it's not a DFA before the season, but like, we, we just, you're not going to be on our postseason roster. I'm sorry, like it's just not happening. I will be stunned yeah. if he if he's on the
1: postseason roster.
0: Like I just,
1: you know. Well, right. I mean, he's he's not a reliever. Like he's just one of those guys that you're just. There's no point in having him on the roster if he's not starting. And, no. And he's definitely not going to start a postseason game unless something has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's just like. Um, you know so yeah I, I, was, I was trying to think of a situation where you know you would need Brent Anderson and the only thing I'd come to would be like a COVID outbreak or something which I don't even want to entertain so no, nah.
0: um, I mean they already had their COVID outbreak they're
1: fine um, yeah. no it's not like
0: Jackie Bradley Jr. right there are some people who've said Jackie Bradley Jr. doesn't deserve to be on the postseason roster and Jackie Bradley Jr.'s had an awful year like really really fucking bad don't get me wrong still yeah. plays a really good defense he still can run from first to third pretty quick like you kind of need yeah. those guys
1: in the postseason well i was going to say like if it came down to brett anderson brett anderson or jbj i mean it's jbj 100 percent, because he's going to provide something to you that you know might help you win a playoff game and you know brett anderson just flat out isn't no, it's just, it's, it's terrible. And Tyrone Taylor's injury, you know, pro- at this time probably didn't help him. I know he's back now, but I don't know. I, he's probably in the driver's seat, I guess. But um, as far as like a fourth outfielder. Yeah. But you know, we'll see, he's going to have to probably do something to, to solidify that and guarantee that. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's
0: kind of the motivation for the, you know, council. And again, going back to why you start Brett Anderson councils maybe looking at it like i want to start guys who like actually have something to fight for like brett anderson has something to fight for or should have and he unfortunately he should have his pants tonight tyrone taylor has something to fight for um trying to think of other examples that uh that of this that might be a fringe guy vogelbach right maybe he yeah. does although i'd argue like vogelbach is like the quintessential like Guy who comes up in the seventh inning, and you're just like, all right, Dan, we need a big hit, we need a home run, you know.
1: So, yeah, I I mean, Vogelbach is probably for that reason probably in, but I don't know. You can change it the next series too, if need be. Like you can you can give him a chance in the five game series, and you know if he gets two big pinch hit opportunities or something, and and doesn't, uh, doesn't come through in either one, or, you know, doesn't have a positive at bat. I mean, then, you know, you might go a different direction or look at Jackie Bradley jr. or Tyrone Taylor for the next series. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll see what they do. Um, Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, you got the, at least the Mets are coming to town and they're getting ship pumped tonight in Boston and they just, they just don't care anymore. So at least that's, at least we got that going for us, you know, and we get a YouTube t- YouTube broadcast t- tomorrow. So we can watch watch the game without having to mess around with ballet sports.
1: And Friday you U- to- the Friday night
0: YouTube game.
1: Uh, or no, it's, uh, it's a
0: no, it's a Thursday afternoon. We play at one tomorrow.
1: Ah. Um, so today when this podcast gets released. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. I um, apologize. I didn't do that.
0: I was say, uh,
1: the the Thursday, Friday, whatever, YouTube. Uh, it's up there with like the Masters, the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's um, you know, something that everybody thinks about and, and can't wait for until you go to turn the game on and you're like, why the fuck is it not on Valley Sports? And then you're like,
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I That's mean. That, that that nerd's got <laughs> But you
0: can listen to your radio broadcasts on it. That's cool. Like, did you do that the last time it was on
1: YouTube? Uh, no, I probably watched it on YouTube. Okay, yeah. Time, that was, no, that was no, no. I, no. They they San like, Francisco.
0: Yeah, yeah. They have a function
1: where you toggle down. Oh yeah, like, I, I did see that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't utilize it, but I, I, I did see that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I should have actually listened to the San Francisco broadcast so I could hear John, John Miller, like overpronounce Hispanic names,
1: Or he's like, yeah. and Luis. He's on you know, the, Rios. he's on the, he's on the TV. No, he they does have, do like, radio. No, I, he might. They have a really weird. I think they have a really weird broadcast situation. I think. Um, Dwayne Kuyper or whatever is I don't know if, yeah. he's like he has some health issues or something. Okay. So but they have some I mean San Francisco, they have some studs that they can fill in. I mean, John Miller and I think Dave Fleming is another T V guy. Yeah, Dave ESPN. Fleming who's on ESPN, does a bunch of college
0: football, does a, does baseball for ESPN too. Like, yeah, Dave Fleming's real good at his job. Like they I mean, yeah, they have a ton of guys, but yeah, John John Miller just the over pronunciation
1: of Hispanic names never gets old. Such as Yeah, he got he got he got bad with the last, when he was on Sunday Night Baseball, which by the way, that's my Sunday Night Baseball crew, John Miller and Joe Morgan forever. But <clears throat> yeah, he got real bad the last few years when they did that, where he was Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that a lot. And then because... Joe
0: Morgan's pointed out as painfully obvious things as possible, like no one no one was better at that than Joe Morgan. All right, yeah, we should get to sure. our our other topic. Uh, we're like an hour in already. Um, as usual, <laughs> it's par for the course. So we got Badgers Notre Dame this weekend. Big ass game for Wisconsin and Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame. I think there are a lot of people who kind of don't know what Notre Dame is yet. They've won three games, but all of them have been Purdue was impressive. I'll say that. You know, you Purdue has been a good road team under Jeff Brom. They play teams close, and they kick their ass. Uh, but Toledo was basically helped out by the refs. Um, that was a nice home cooking. Made sure they didn't lose to Toledo at home. And then the week prior, they barely got a lot out of Florida State alive. Now, Florida State has not won a football game. They've lost to Jacksonville State. Then Toledo, after their game against Notre Dame, follows it up and loses to Steve Adazio's, uh Colorado State team, who was about as lifeless as you could fucking get and they somehow lose at home to Colorado State. It's like, what is Notre Dame? And then you could also say the same thing about Wisconsin. You know, you saw them against Eastern Michigan. They were awesome. And again, it's Eastern Michigan. And Penn State, maybe Penn State's a lot better than we thought they were. They just beat Auburn. So could that game be a little more of a grain of salt? And maybe that's why the spread is weirdly Badgers minus five and a half. We'll talk a lot about when we do the betting previews tomorrow. Like we'll talk a lot about that. Um, that is very suspicious to say the least, but it really comes down to the grand <laughs> yeah. for Jack, Jack Cohen. Like that's the, that's the headline. That's the thing that people will be watching. Um, it's rare you get this kind of quarterback matchup, but Jack Cohen's facing his former team. There'll be a lot of juice for that. Um, and Jack Cohen's going to try to stick it to Paul Christ. and I don't know if Paul Christ is going to try to stick it to Jack Cohen. I, I think it was an amicable breakup. I think they both knew they had to go their separate ways. And they did that because it was better for Wisconsin's future. Because Wisconsin, you know, to get keep recruits, you got to keep Graham Lertz. The top quarterback, like, you couldn't just look in the now. And Now, I know all the badger fans are like, well, he got hurt. Like Jack Cole got hurt, and this is the reason it happened. But it's like, was Graham Mertz really that good last year to be like, oh yeah, because he got hurt? Like we we're just gonna give this to Graham Mertz? Like he's the chosen one? Like get the fuck out of here? Like that's not that's not true. So I guess what I'm asking to ask here is, Jack Cole looks pretty good. He's had a good year so far, and with how weird college football's been, and Ohio State not being as good, like. Is it is it possible that Wisconsin might have cost himself a playoff shot by, you know, thinking ahead and thinking more of that Ted Thompson draft and develop style, than the immediate we need to keep the best player at, at the quarterback position.
1: Well, I mean the way Cohen has looked, yeah, you know, sort of at the surface, but you know, you you maybe would, but I mean the way he was kind of handing the reins too in twenty twenty, it's like. It would have just been a competition, I feel like, all, most of the season. But right. I don't know. Like, it's such a different situation for Cohen. Like, in Notre Dame, I mean, you're in more of a spread offense, much more of a spread offense compared to what, whatever it is that Paul Chris runs. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't know if it really, at the end of the day, matters who their quarterback is, per se, just because there's, there's just no freedom for a quarterback in that offense. In my opinion, um, now when you look at the way this um, the top 25 is sitting, you know, as we head into week four of the college football season or week five, whatever we're at, um, you know, the Badgers, if they would have beat Penn State, I think you know Penn State is probably better than than people thought heading into that game. I totally 100%. agree with you there. That, 100%. that you know, clearly there was there's something there that like their defense is legit, and but you look at you know Oregon's in there. They haven't been around the, you know, sniffing the um, the college football playoff for since its inception. Iowa's in the top five, Penn State six. I mean, it's and let's say you got that win against Penn State, and Penn State turns around and beats um, Auburn, and Penn State's two and one with a, you know, they've really lost one game at Madison, you know, by one point. I mean, Penn State's probably still a top ten team at that point. And the Badgers are probably sitting at five, four or five as well. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Iowa doesn't sneak in that conversation. I don't know. But, man, the Big Ten is loaded. And um, you had a chance to maybe squeak out some games. I know that we joke, and it, it is kind of the truth, but the Badgers probably would have been lost to Illinois or something, you know. Or I don't. I don't have their schedule. In front they do of me, play but.
0: Illinois, yeah, Illinois. Or they're going on the road to Rutgers in a weird sandwich spot, and they lose yeah. to Siano, and it's this Greg Siano crowding achievement. Like, oh, finally, you know, he's rebuilt Rutgers football. James Gandolfini would be so proud. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, Wisconsin. Or they lose to
1: fucking PJ Fleck the last game of the year, oh, and God. then you know. We all get our hearts broken, but um, yeah, I mean, th- this just feels like a year that college football really needs, like to just get some new blood in the college football playoffs. And it could have been the Badgers that it was set up for them. I don't know. I mean, if Penn State keeps It keeps still rolling, could be the Badgers,
0: Mitch. I mean, like yeah. they beat they Notre Dame. Then you play Michigan next week and Michigan, like – I know nobody really wants to talk about it because Michigan's like Texas, Michigan's like Florida State, Michigan's like USC, where it's like, oh, Michigan's back, and then Michigan gets shit by somebody. Michigan's mm-hmm. back. Like I think, I think Harbaugh has like finally like figured it out. Like they are just dump trucking teams. Like they're not just beating teams that they're supposed to. They are like beating their ass, and I think they're gonna beat Rutgers' ass too this week. They play Rutgers. They're gonna absolutely smoke Rutgers, well, and then they play Wisconsin at at Camp Randall, and that's gonna be another noon start too. Shout out to Fox for like ruining the fun of Saturday, like day drinking. Like Fox has killed day drinking. Like just straight up. Like this game's on at two thirty. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it would be just (laughs) an absolute scene. Oktoberfest is going on all throughout milwaukee like are you we everybody would be just drunker than shit And now we do 11 a.m so we all have to just like oh i guess we gotta drink a little earlier i guess we gotta like rework our plans like that sucks man and they have that for michigan and they have it for iowa like those are the three biggest games of the year all at noon because fox just has a monopoly in the big Ten. sorry yeah. didn't mean a tangent there
1: yeah it's you know no you're not wrong um I would pump the brakes on Michigan a little bit. I mean, I know that they've, they've shit pumped Northern Illinois. Beat Washington by 21. Washington also lost to Montana in their opener. Um, Western Michigan kind of destroyed them. They played nobody. I mean, they played nobody. They won't play any, they won't play anyone until they play Wisconsin. So we'll just, we'll just, we'll see. Um, I'm not ready to crown Harbaugh's ass. He hasn't beat anybody. He hasn't won a big game yet. So um. that's true. I mean, yeah, Michigan has,
0: yeah. But if uh, they beat if they beat Wisconsin, like there will be the Michigan's back crowd will be full throated. Like that will that will be there. Even though I think that that's a really tough turnaround to go from Notre Dame one week to Michigan the next week. That's not. It's not easy, but yeah, they miss you next week. And if they, let's just say, by grace of God, they're able to win, then you're, then you have Iowa at the end of the month. Like, you could be right back in this discussion
1: as long as you keep winning. Yeah. And but, that, I mean, it, sets up, it does set up pretty nice. I mean, to get to get some wins, and it's kind of bullshit. Wisconsin's the home team technically, in Illinois, uh, in Chicago, where it's all Notre Dame fans. Yeah. But um, that's fine. Just because that's, that's not going to look as impressive as it should. I feel like when you look back in November and you're like, they'd be, you know, they'd be Notre Dame who, who knows what could happen to them down the road. That was a home game. And then, you know, somebody nationally is not going to realize like, Oh, that was in soldier field. That's Chicago. That's, you know, basically Notre Dame country. So, um, not that I mean, the Badgers will be well-represented too. It'll probably be 50, yeah. 50. Um, you know at least um that actually that's actually sneaky like i guess i you know i guess i underestimate badger fans i mean they're they travel pretty well anyway but like there's a ton of madison people in chicago oh yeah so, yeah it'll um, be i mean like, that that that's kind of like it's funny like illinois college wise doesn't have a fan base at all i mean it's no. more of a or i should say chicago is more of a pro sports city pro sports area 100%. But, uh, like it's kind of split probably between Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Uh, a little bit with a little bit of northwestern, maybe some Marquette sprinkled in there. Yeah. In pockets in Chicago.
0: Maybe a basketball. little a little Illinois, little University yeah. of Illinois too. A little yeah. little DePaul. Like those DePaul people are just in the corner jerk it off. Because of I
1: feel them. like largely it's largely it's Notre Dame. Um probably some Indiana too, I guess. Like oh, yeah. Regionally. Oh yeah. Like, Iowa. Yeah. 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 But like I think Notre Dame is kind of their. That's their. That's their college team for the most part.
0: Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, like I mean, I mean, not to be like stereotypical, but like we, when my wife Morgan and I went to the Notre Dame game was that two years ago now against Navy, like the Friday night we stayed in Chicago with her brother and then we had and we had a nice night whatever, but like then we went to we went to uh, South Bend afterwards because it's a really cool well, drive. It was Only like, like an
1: hour probably. Right? Ah,
0: it was a little longer than that, but it was, and it was a pretty boring ride, but it was, it was nice. It was, it wasn't that stressful. Yeah. Um, but I, and I would recommend going to Notre Dame to the campus. Like I think the campus at Notre Dame is beautiful. It's a awesome environment to watch a football game. Uh, even if you're not a fan of Notre Dame, even though I don't like the whole like Rudy Catholic, whatever, like they rub you the wrong way. They put their nose in the air. It's still awesome. Whatever, yeah. just cheer against them—it's fine. Like no one's gonna criticize you for that. Like, whatever they oh, it's it. like
1: it's like it's kind of like Lambeau Field. 100 percent. Where it's like, um, for whatever reason, people just think it's like hallowed ground, and I mean, it's, it's just a fucking stadium.
0: <laughs> oh, bitch! Uh, it just—you know—sometimes you just you just try to oh. ruffle the feathers, and it's like. It's I like, just
1: had to listen to I mean on Monday night football probably 40 times I mentioned about how how everyone needs to get to Lambo once in their life it's like uh, I mean okay <laughs> uh, okay so <laughs> I mean, I ha- so I, ha- I have okay. been there, so it's all right so like me, there but...
0: are like no stadiums that you you would ever want to visit like there's nothing where you're like I gotta do this like once like you gotta just see this stadium once and i'm I'm cool with it to say like I was at the stadium. There's nothing on your list like that,
1: um, man, that I haven't been to.
0: Yeah, that you haven't been to, or like one that you went to and you're like, "Oh, this is
1: this is awesome that I went there." I mean, Oracle Park was pretty fucking awesome. I know that that's not right. No, I se, mean, it's like, part like, of the,
0: it's part of like the top places to like watch a baseball game at for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's not, there's a lot of um, baseball stadiums where I'm like, man, it'd be cool to go to just to see like Fenway Park or. Yeah, Fenway um, was awesome. I, I've, I've never been there. I've been to Wrigley. Wrigley, as much as we talk shit about, I, I did enjoy Wrigley probably yeah. for some of the reasons that, I mean, not so much like, oh my God, I'm at, you know, a hundred, 150 year old stadium. Just more like, man, it's like, it's such a interesting like it's like in the middle of the neighborhood and you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know like I didn't know we were like a block away and Fant was like oh it's right there I'm like oh really like there's I feel like they're you know it just kind of pops up on you it just you don't need because it's it's like underground and that was kind of cool but like I'd like to go to Fenway I mean I don't really like the Yankees so I don't really care but you know football wise I don't know yeah, I mean, well, I've been, I've been, to, I've been to Austin Stadium, not for a game, but um, I've been there. Uh, so I saw that. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge college football fan, so it doesn't, yeah, I none think, of that really does much for me. I, I
0: hear you. I respect your beard. I will also say that Boston, Milwaukee's uh, play the Red Sox on uh, the last weekend in July. That to me sounds like a boys' trip. Sounds like an old Murphy bachelor party uh, situation. But I'm not like without trying to uh, influence anybody that to me sounds perfect for it. If you, if I don't say so myself, but yeah. Uh, in the, uh, yeah, I, I think college football wise, it's just like, what, what do you like? I personally would love to just do one SEC football game. I don't really care which one Like got would be awesome, but also like Ole Miss would be sweet. Like any of those places would be cool. Like it I think just that experience load would be would be awesome. And doing the the tailgating and it chaps my ass that I haven't, you know, made it down to like Knoxville where my buddy Dougie lives. Like he said fucking an SEC State City could easily come down there for a weekend and I just dropped the ball on that. But you know, unfortunately life gets in the way. And it's not know.
1: even not even that far of like a flight. I mean, not even no. that far of a drive. No, I know. It's I think it's a six hour drive. So uh, well, oh, it's got to be more than that, but it, nah, it's,
0: it's, you're right. It's probably more like, it's nine probably like so. 10.
1: Yeah. So, so, all right. Yeah. But not, not like super long, but yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is, but all right, we should probably wrap this up. Probably people are like, you, you guys, are you guys going to talk all night? It's like, yeah, Mitch, <laughs> I will get done with this podcast and we'll talk for another 10 minutes about what we're doing for the weekend. So it's just whatever. Like we can go all day. This, this, is, this is, this is easy for us by now. Like we could probably do like a 4 hour stream without even blinking. We'd probably say something we'd regret and then we get canceled. That would be that would be that. But um all right, it's going to be a great weekend. I'm so excited. Um, Badgers, Notre Dame, Ryder Cup, Packers, 49ers, little maybe Brewers division clinch all wrapped up. Be fucking great, man. I hope that's what it is. I hope the USA wins the Ryder Cup. I don't know how I'm feeling. Um, if you cheer for Europe, Mitch, I'm going to probably have to kick your ass. I'll just let you know.
1: I no, I don't. Nobody really for Europe does anything for me. I, I saw some of the names from USA, and I'm like, why? Because I thought I saw early on that nobody thought USA would win. And it's like they have Dustin Johnson, Xander Schauffele. Like, and who does Europe have? Like, Rory Harrington? Uh, right, oh, yeah.
0: Patty's, Patty's the captain, so he doesn't play. So he, so you have John Rahm, you have Sergio. Who, oh I mean, man,
1: well, you, yeah,
0: that's Ian Boulter, Uh You have Victor Hovland, who's a good young golfer. Weisberger, who's a good Euro golfer. He's not really good as a PGA pro. Um, they have dudes. I mean, but and they, unfortunately, they're just the better teams. They have figured out how to play team golf they really like are a united front and i think the argument is the u.s isn't the whole brooks and bryson rivalry and everything like that but they're trying to convince social media that they're all butts um we'll see if that actually happens um i'm not even gonna talk about the cheese that she's had stuff because that would be another 10 minutes on this show so we, we yeah. won't even go there but yeah
1: i hope yeah i mean man both teams are pretty loaded um so yeah, might be interesting. Tony Fee now friend of Jabari Parker. Maybe
0: get some Jabari Parker action uh, at at Whistling Straits this weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah, you got Brooks and Bryson and Dustin Johnson and Morikawa, who's a fucking stud. I
0: love Morikawa.
1: Um, shit, the guy's in yellow. I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> Scotty Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, I mean Daniel Berger.
0: Yeah, friend and old Murphy.
1: Who's been, come on the last, you know, year or so. Yeah, burgers um, good.
0: I mean, no, they got some guys. Sheffler, Sheffler's sneaky. Like, he, there's, there's a little bit of an experience with them. But, you know, I think that's sometimes what you need is some guys that are just, you know, to stir the pot speeds there. JT. Um, yeah, they got dudes, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun weekend. I'd recommend it, like. You can really get into the Ryder Cup. Like I love the Ryder Cup. It's one of my favorite sporting events that's out there. It's just it's awesome to watch it. The crowds are usually great. Um, hopefully the weather is cooperative. It uh, with Whistling Straits. It'll be a little chilly, but it'll be it'll be all right. All right, yeah. we need we need to go. Uh, I'm pulling the plug. Um, we will uh, we'll be back next week Wednesday again. Um, it's our usual thing now. or Thursday. Uh, so we'll be talking Packers-Steelers. am sure we'll talk a little bit about Packers-Niners, maybe more freakouts, Packers lose. Um, but if they win, I think everybody will be like the Super Bowls back on. which should be really funny how, how it all works. All right, take care, guys. Have yourself a uh, great rest of the week, and we'll uh, see you next week. Peace.
1: Peace.